morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Miketz, Tavshin Pei Gimel, Hanukkah. We're continuing the Shira Likut HaLochas, or Yoridea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Giluach, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Tes Zayim. Hopefully we're going to complete this Halacha today. We'll dedicate the learning today for a complete Refor Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bazgalia, Yehuda Goraev and Bernice Yuspendel Baskinwaya, Avivalana Basuspendel, Sorocho Basuspendel, Soralea Baschavalipa, Gitaganendel Basipoira, Yaakov Yehoshua Ben Feindel Rechel, Shlomisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, David Lei Ben Shena, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bashirat Voira, Shirat Voira Basmirim, Jonas Ben Hilda, Chaim Ben Rachel, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Chaim Ayyad Ben Brocha, Edith Basmirim Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassa, Tuvit Sviban Chayariza, Eitan Yor Ben Edna, Yerachmir Yisrael Doi Ben Fulmi, Apologize, I have a cold, so the voice isn't regular. We were speaking about Sphira Soimer and about the cutting of the Oimer, Sphira Soimer, and how that related to cutting the Malchus of Kedusha away from the Malchus to the Sidrachra. And we spoke about the concept of counting being tzimtzum. Now Rav Nosenthal continues, again, connecting this halacha to chapter 30 in the Kutumaran. The Alkane, the Yom Morishon Shal Hasfira, the Yom Ktsira Soime, Hoyom Apolas Homon Anolik. Based on what we've been learning here, we'll be able to understand why Homon had his downfall on the 16th of Nisan, the first, the, the, the day that the Omer Soirin was brought. He was Koitzrin Hamalchus, Mehem, because that's when we cut the connection of the Malchus Ikdusha from the Malchus Rishitrachor, that they're not able to draw energy anymore. Yibachinas, as it says over there in Kutimran, Chotchoi Ledalit. That Shmuelanavi cut Agag into four. He cut the Dalit. He cut the Malchus away, the Malchus of Kedusha away from the Sidrachro. Hanemar ba'agag melechamolik. That Pasuk is written about Shmuelanavi demolishing Agag. And now the Maimar now, as Rabbeinazal mentioned, explains this over there in chapter 30 in the Kutimran. When we cut the connection, between the Malchus of the Sidracha and the Malchus of Kedusha, then they have no source of life. And that's why it was on that day that Homan, who comes from Amolek, had his downfall. We know that Homan, Amolek, is a composite of all the evil of all four kings of the Sidracha. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this over there in, in Likud Emarad. V'chein kama umois soyne Yisroel hoyo lehem mapolo gedoyla balayla zusho k'tzira soyne. Look at this now, how timing is at time and place, we spoke about this, are very significant. This is why we find that several nations that were enemies to the Jewish people had their downfall on that night, the night that the Jews cut the Omer, Midian, Sancherev, etc. Ki kulam chmiyusam michochmotato hishemotheles vagolosoleim. Because all of these kingdoms of the Sitrachra, they draw their energy, their life, from the Malchus of Kedusha, which is called chochmotato, when it falls down into their hands. And by cutting the Oimer, Nisgala HaChesed, that brings about a revelation of Chesed, as we learned in the previous year. Now listen to this. 
כי בלילה הראשונה של הספירה הוא חסד שבחסד. Because that night, that night, first night of Sfira Sommer, when we cut the Vilner, just happens to be Chesed Sheba Chesed. And Rabbi Nezal explained over there in chapter 30 in Kudimram that it's through this Chesed, Ziru Lochem Litzdaka, the Kitzru Lefi Chesed. The cutting is accomplished through Chesed. So on that night of Chesed Sheba Chesed, That's when we were successful in cutting the connection between the kingdoms of the Sitrachra and the kingdom of Kedusha. We cut and remove the holy Malchus from them. And we elevate the kingdom of Kedusha to, uh, to enable it to be able to draw from the Oyer Haponim. The Oz Hoyu Mapolas Kol Haumais. And it's on that day that there was the downfall of all of those enemies of ours that are included under the umbrella term, these four kingdoms of the Sitrachra. And this will also explain why we count the Omer seven weeks. Arboim v'tishoyoyim, 49 days, shehem klolius kol hatsintsumim. That represents all of the different constrictions that we use to be able to receive Hashem's light. V'chinas arboim v'tishoyoyim latoyra. As it says in the Yerushalmi, there are 49 interpretations of the Torah, 49 faces of the Torah. There, it refers to 49 aspects of Tomei, 49 aspects of Tohar. V'oz b'yoyim ha-chamishim shehu shavuos hu matn Torah. And then on the 50th day, which is the holiday of Shavuos, that's when we receive the Torah. V'oz ikar hizgalus el-kusoi al-yidei elu ha-tzintzumim. And that's when we see one of the greatest revelations of Hashem through all of those tzimtzumim that we prepared during the 49 days of Yomer. Ki oz oile ha-malchus el-oyr ha-ponim. Because on Shavuos is when the malchus rises up to that oyr ha-ponim. Remember, the Torah tells us that Shavuos was one of the holidays when all the Jews had to go to the base ha-mikdosh. Shavuosh pom ha-shono yeroe kol zechurcho es penei Hashem alikecho. To see the face of Hashem, Kavyocho. That's the terminology that's used. Shehu Bechinas Dikno Kadisha. And as we learned earlier, the face, the beauty of the face is the beard, the holy beard. Ki Beshavuas, Nezgatla Hashem Izborach, Kezoke Mole Rachmen. Because we see the Mechilta tells us that on Shavuas, Hashem revealed himself to the Jewish people. He appeared like an elderly person full of kindness, a mellow old person. And again, Zoke means an older person, and Zoke means the beard. With Amen V'Amen, with this, Rav Mosesal completed the halacha, and then he added one or two appendixes. Paragraph Yudches. <coughs> This is related to what he spoke about earlier in paragraph Yudalif. When we spoke about the fact that on the night of Pesach, there's an incredible high-level light that comes down. And Rav Nosan Zal had said, Even though we cannot understand, we can't really connect to that very high-level light that comes down on that first night of Pesach. Still, despite that, the fact that our neshama, our soul, sees that bright light, that strengthens our faith in Hashem. Because each and every person on their level, based on their connection to Hashem, 
the person understands and realizes on a certain level that deep, deep yearning for faith in Hashem, for closeness to Hashem. Rav Nosanzal says this is something that cannot be explained. We can't put this into words. This is a feeling that a person has, a person who believes in Hashem, and a person who does what we're speaking about here, that person experiences on their level this feeling of a longing to Hashem, a, a, a charge of emun in Hashem. However, after all the revelations, after all the miracles that Moshe Rabbeinu performed, and all the revelations that the Jews saw, what was the bottom line? What was it really all about? To strengthen our faith in Hashem. Okay, therefore, after Moshe Rabbeinu performed many miracles for the Jews in Egypt, the ten plagues, and on the, on the by the Red Sea, ten here and ten there, and the Jews saw incredible. Incredible miracles that, that we witnessed. And the Torah does tell us that the Jews at that time did achieve a, an incredible high level understanding of Hashem. Listen to this now carefully. When Moshe Rabbeinu was going down to Egypt to try to save the Jewish people, and he said to Hashem, "V'amru li," it doesn't have the beginning of the pasuk here. "V'amru li," the people are going to say to me, "Mashloi," what's the name of Hashem? What, what's the name of your leader, your boss? Ma'aymarlin, what should I say to them? And Hashem's response was, "Tell them ekia asher ekia." The Arizal reveals. Take a look at this. The word li is not written here, but the word li comes before mashmoi. The amru li mashmoi mo. The last letters of li ma shmoi mo spell the word yud kevavke. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know Hashem's name. He knew all the names of Hashem. He knew all of that, all of that. He was asking Hashem if the Jews are going to ask. It was the Jews are going to ask me what aspect of Hashem is involved now in taking them out of Mitzrayim. Hashem said, I'll tell you which one. It's Ekya Asher Ekya. It's this incredible, incredible holy name of Hashem. And all these Sifrei Kabbalah and Rabbi Nosanzal go into incredible explanations as to why, why that name specifically, Ekya Asher Ekya, referring to the fact that Hashem said, I'm the one who's going to take them out now, and I'm also the one who's going to take them out in the future, finally, once and for all. But there are, so Rav Nosanzal says now, so when Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem, what's your name? And Hashem revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu his holy names. Hashem was definitely revealing to Moshe Rabbeinu and to the Jewish people incredible secrets and incredible high-level understanding regarding Hashem's holy names. In which is contained all the secrets of Kabbalah. They're all included in the different names of Hashem. And, and on top of this, we know the Medrash says that a maidservant at the time of the splitting of the Red Sea was able to see Hashem more clearly than even the prophet Yechestel. So obviously they saw Hashem in incredible, incredible ways. And if that's what a maidservant saw, you could imagine what the regular Jews saw. And you could really imagine what the rabbis, what the leaders of the Jewish people saw at that time. 
they saw incredible things. And after seeing and seeing and seeing, after all of that, what does it say? The Jewish people saw the powerful hand of Hashem. And they believed in Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't get it. Believing is what you don't see. Believing is what you don't see, you don't understand. Here you're telling me they saw, incredible, they saw and saw, they saw things that nobody else ever saw. What's, what's the story about this faith business? Rabbi Nosel says, look at this and understand very well and, and become smart. After all of this high-level understanding of Hashem, and after all of this knowledge and all of these miracles, we still need faith. Because all the miracles and all the high-level understanding, all of that came to strengthen our faith in Hashem. As it relates to each and every single person, based on their heart, based on their perception of Hashem, and based on their connection to Hashem. Through all of this, our faith in Hashem becomes stronger and stronger. As it says over there, the Jews saw this incredible, powerful hand of Hashem, this display of Hashem's power, and they believed in Hashem. Because as a result of what they saw, and as a result of the incredible high-level understanding that they achieved then, and they saw actual physical miracles the splitting of the Red Sea and other things. The ultimate purpose was to strengthen our faith. Because no matter how much you learn and no matter how much you know, you always have to strengthen your emuna, and, and that's, your, that's your savior. To believe in Hashem and to believe in the true tzaddikim without intelligentsia, without great deep thinking. Because the most important thing is simple, pure faith in Hashem. That's the most important thing. We learn. This doesn't mean not to learn. Learn a lot. But don't think that the learning is going to allow you in any way to let go of emuna. The learning is to strengthen your emuna. That's what it's really all about. If I'm not mistaken, I recall I once saw in one of the Sforim that we know that our founding fathers are Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Avram Vino lived 175 years. Yitzchak Avinu lived 180 years, and Yaakov Avinu lived 147 years. If you add up 175, 180, and 147, it's Bigimatria Emuna Pshuta. That's Bigimatria Emuna Pshuta. 502, simple faith in Hashem. That's what it's really, that's what authentic Judaism is really all about. And you can't get a clearer proof than this, where the Torah makes it so clearly they saw and they saw and they understood and they understood. And what did it all lead to? It led to them believing. It led to a simple, sincere faith that it's not because I saw it that I, that I know it. I don't trust my eyes. My eyes can be fooled. I, I trust my faith the faith that I inherited from Avram Yitzhak Yaakov that we got through at all the generations from all the tzaddikim, the tzaddik b'munasa yichya. That's my, that's the thing I rely on and depend on the most.
question, how exactly does greater clarity, Chachma, increase Emunah? Shouldn't Chachma Soka increase Yediyah, the opposite of Emunah, rather than Emunah? The answer is definitely not. Ah, no, exactly, Rabbi Nassim Zal answered this above previously, that, that when we talk about secular knowledge, we talk about that kind of knowledge, what people understand is if I see it, then I know it to be true. If I don't see it, then I don't know if it's true. If I see it, I understand it, then I know that it's true. If I don't understand something or I can't, and or I can't see it, then I don't know if it's true. could be false. And our connection to Hashem is not like that. Our connection to Hashem, we believe Hashem is the ultimate truth. Hashem alikechem emes. Despite the fact that we don't see, despite the fact that we don't understand, and with everything that the biggest tzaddikim see, we know again the Baal Shem Tov said, Torah Hashem Tamima, the Torah is complete. He says nobody has even penetrated the surface with all the thousands or millions of books that have been written over the past 5,700 and some odd years. Nobody has penetrated the surface of the Torah yet. That's how little we know about Hashem. And the Arizal and the Sifre Kabbalah give this warning, an incredible warning, that especially when a person's learning Kabbalah, which is called Chachmo Chochma Soemes, and a person's learning a lot about the names of Hashem and Tefillah and how everything works, the person shouldn't dare ever make the mistake of thinking that now I know, now I know Hashem, now I understand Hashem. We don't understand, we understand one one billionth of a billionth of a billionth of Hashem. You know, to always know Hashem is infinite. The Torah is infinite. When you deal with infinity, whether you have a, a hundred, a hundred, or a million, or a billion, you didn't close the gap at all on infinity. Baruch, Baruch Hashem. Hmm. Question, what is the difference between the 49 faces of the Torah and the 70 faces of the Torah? Is it one concept or two different ones? I believe it's two different ones. The term Shivin Ponim Shel Torah is used in many places. But Rav Zal here quotes a Yerushalmi, where the Yerushalmi says, the Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin, the Yerushalmi says there, on the Pasuk Vayedaber Hashem El Moshalemar, that Hashem said to Moshalemar, you think I'm going to tell you everything? Yeah. Moshalemar asked Hashem, tell me the halacha, tell me the final halacha. Hashem said, no, 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 because I want the rabbis to be able to come up with 49 reasons to say Tomei and 49 reasons to say Tohar. I want the Torah to be, to be advanced and, and, you know, and brought out in greater and greater clarity. So that's where the Gemara uses this term, 49 faces of the Torah. We know, for example, we usually speak about five books of the Torah. However, there's a Pasuk Chatzvu Amodeha Shiva. Hashem carved out seven pillars of the Torah because Bamidbar is divided into three books. You have that little paragraph by Hebin Soya Orain that has those two upside-down moons in front of it, that's considered an independent entity. So Bamidbar is three Sforim. Bereshis is one, Shmois is two, Vayikra is three, Bamidbar is four, five, six, and Dvorim is number seven. Seven, and the Pesach says, Mezukok Shivosayim. There's a Pesach, Imrais Hashem Tohoyrois, the words of Hashem are pure, Mezukok Shivosayim, very fine, Seven times seven, 49 times. So there are, there is this terminology. There is tremendous significance to the number 49, and there is tremendous significance to the number 70. I believe it's the B'nai Sahar that writes regarding the 49 days of the Yomer. We know that there's a mission in Pirkei where Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai sent out his students. He told them, go out into the world and come back and tell me what's the most important thing in life. And one came back and said, it's a good friend. The other one said, it's a good neighbor. The other one said, it's a good eye. 
Rabbi Elazar ben Aruch said, it's a good heart, leiv toiv. And Rabbi Yochanan said, in his words, is included everything that all of you said. The words leiv toiv are begematria 49. And he explains that's what we're working on during those 49 days of Yomar. We're trying to purify our heart, to purify the heart, to get rid of what we need to get rid of in it and purify it to the point where we're really, really connected to Hashem. Is there something in common between the light of Hanukkah and the light of the first day in Pesach that we can't really grasp it? It seems yes. It seems yes. The light of Hanukkah, we're told, <coughs> represents above the eight gate. When we talk about the number eight, it means we're going out of this world. We're going into Olam Haba, Bina, Olam Haba, that super high level. That light of the night of Pesach also represents a very, very high level light. Whether it's also Bino or not, we'd have to look into the writings of the Arizal to see how, we, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he writes that on the night of Pesach, it's the Moichen of Abba. It's even a higher level in a certain sense. Baruch Hashem. Back to Earth. Aloha <laughs> Dalit. The, the, the great severity of a person cutting off their payas or their beard using a razor, using the things that you're not allowed to use. Where the entire Judaism and the religiousness of a person is dependent on this, is dependent on the beard and payas. Not, not breaking any laws, not committing any sins regarding that. says, as we see in actual life, one of the ways that you can recognize a Jew as being different from a non-Jew is the beard and payas, one of the most obvious ways. And Rav Nosanzal says during his time in Germany, where there were many Jews that decided to ditch religion, they wanted to assimilate, they wanted to become part of the German community. And they removed their beard and payas. That person is considered like a person who rebels against the entire Torah, a person who den denies the entire Torah. Because again, we saw in those days, in the, in the, throughout the, the 1300s, 1400s, that those years, 1700s, that when a Jew decided to stop being religious, one of the first things that, that they saw was removing the beard and payas. By doing that, they remove from themselves the identifying marks of a, of a Jew, a member of this holy nation. This halacha is going to be based on chapter 23 in Likud Imran. And there, Rabbi Nezal says, Sheyesh ponim digdusha, Shehim anpenihirin, Bechinas chayim, Kemoshikosov boor pneimelech chayim, Bechinas simcha. Rabbi Nezal there gives a definition like two columns, column A and column B. Column A is the, the ponim of Kedusha, which the Zohar Kodesh refers to as anpenihirin, a face that's full of light. As, and also, life, life is synonymous with this oyer haponim, as the Pesach says in Mishlei, oyer penei melechayim, with the light of the face of the living king. So we see chayim and oyer haponim go together. Bechinas simcha, and, and this is another word for this, is simcha. You have the Pesach at the end of chapter 16 in Tehillim. Soiva samochay says ponecha, 
your face will be filled, satiated with joy, with simcha. That's column A, and now you have column B. The Yeshiponim de Sitrachra. There is the face of the other side, Shehem Anpen Chashuchim, which the Zohar Kodesh refers to as dark faces, no light, Marashchayrat, depression, Avoid the Salilam, idol worship, Vechulu, etc. Umavoy Rasham Rabbeinazal explains over there in chapter 23, a person who is steeped in the obsession with money, that that's the only thing that counts in their life. Money, money, an obsession, everything is money. That person is attached to the face of the sitrachra. Whereas those people who conduct business with faith, that when they earn money, Hashem is a part, it's Hashem's money. And Hashem is willing to go for a partnership, a 90-10 deal, that I can keep 90 and I give him 10. But that's showing that I realize that I'm partners with Hashem and Hashem is the real partner. Those people are deeply attached to the holy face, to the light of the holy face. Because Rabbi Nezal over there speaks about the connection between emuna and emes. Note, it's called conducting business in a trustworthy manner. But emuna goes together with emes. The emes who oir haponim kayadua. And we know that emes is another term for the light of the face. Remember, we mentioned it a few times. That Yaakov is called the ponim of Kedusha, the face of Kedusha. And Yaakov is emes, titain emes liyakov, the plus success. Now Rav Nosenzal begins, because the most important thing in a person is their face. Because not just when you're dealing with human beings, when you're dealing with anything, when you're dealing with a building, the, the main part of the building is the face of the building. Because the brain and the intelligence and the speech of a person is coming out of their face. We know there's a possibility from the mouth, you see what's what, what's in a person's brain. You can tell everything about a person from their speech, from what they're speaking about. And the speech is coming from the face. As the Pusik says, a person's knowledge and wisdom lights up their face. And all the interaction that we have with a person, if a person is learning with their friend or they're doing business with their friend, it's all face to face. During Rav Nosnazal's time, you didn't have the crazy technology that we have today that you're not actually, although even today, Zoom, Zoom or other things, you know, it's still certain conferences where you want to see the other person. You want to see the other person's face. And very often that tells you a lot about what's going on. Because it's on the face that you have the name wisdom and speech of the person. And so too regarding everything in the world. A person buys a refrigerator. What it, there's the face of how that refrigerator looks. And again, the first thing you look at is how it looks at it, the outside. Naturally, you're interested in the inside and the technology and how it works. But the first thing that, that we encounter is the face of the object, how it looks in a sense. When we say how does something look, we're talking about the eponym. Shehu ikra 
And a person has to look, when a person is looking at everything, at anything, they always have to look at, at the face of that object. Which is the, the, the essence of it. Because the most important thing about everything is its face, which is which is the truth. Remember, we said MS is the face. As Rabbeinus Al explains over there in chapter 23, and as is brought in the writings of the Arizal, here again, this doesn't mean person would say, but one second, what about the fact that we don't judge a book by its cover? It's true. There is such a concept also. There is such a concept. But, but there is a concept of a person wanting to see something. I want to see it to see if I like it, if I want it or not. That a person very often, one of the first and major factors in deciding whether they want, whether this is for me or not, whether I want this is, I want to see it. I see it, and this has all kinds of features. No thanks. Show me another one. I want to see a different one. That's this concept of the ponim, which is the truth. Although, again, we know it's possible to disguise the ponim. It's possible for a person to put on a false face. But for now, Rabbi Mosesal is explaining this in a very basic way. The MS who echot, and the truth is one. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in chapter 51 on the Kutim and in other places also, chapter 251. Meaning, Rabbi Nezal says, if I want to tell the truth about this, I say it's a cup. If I want to lie about it, I could say it's a table, it's a chair, but Sheker is many, truth is one. I know. So again, what we're trying to show here is that the main thing of, of everything, which is its face, it, which is the truth, is one. And that term, truth and oneness, is another word for Hashem. That's the Hashem in everything. Shehu Iker Hadover, which is the, the most important thing. Because as the, the Zohar Kodesh says, Hashem is the most important thing and the root of everything in all the different worlds. And a person who, whenever they look at anything, they're looking to see the Hashem in that object. That's the real truth. They look at the face of that object. And this actually is our mission statement in this world. <coughs> That anything that I'm going to encounter in this world, I want to know its face. I want to know the, 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 the truth about it, the real truth about it. Hashem is one, not two. And Hashem is the the, the, the essence and the root of everything. The who bara called over, Hashem created everything. The who mechaya umekayim becholes kol advarim shemama, and Hashem continues to maintain everything in this world and in all the worlds. The who ikar haponim shall call advarim shemayla, and Hashem is the real face, the real truth of anything in this world. Because everything in this world draws its life force from Hashem. 
שזה בחינס פניהם ואיקורו. That's the face of the item. It's life. It's MS. Remember, the, the, the Gemara says that there was a place called MS and nobody would die there. If the angel of death wanted to kill somebody, he had to get them to leave the city. There was a city called Kushta. Kushta Namek means MS, truth. Whenever anybody was in there, the, the, the angel of death couldn't kill him. They had to leave there because MS is life. MS is Hashem. Hashem is the life of the party. Hashem is the life of everything. The life of a table is the Hashem inside the table. People study science. They learn about the protons and the neutrons and the electrons and the electrons spin around. Who, who spins it? The scientists, who spins it? What makes it spin? What makes all of this work? The answer is, it's the Hashem inside of everything who is the real life of everything. Question. Good question. Good question. Here we're talking about ponim and MS and oneness. And, and, and on the previous page, we spoke about 49 faces of the Torah, 70 interpretations. When a person, the more a person learns, the more they get to realize that they're all real. Elu vo elu. We have this famous quote in the Gemara. Elu vo elu divrei chayim. That when you, when you have two seemingly conflicting opinions in the Gemara, this one says forbidden, this one says permissible. The Gemara says, Elu vo elu divrei. They are both the word of the living Hashem. The first letters of divrei elokim chayim spell the word echad. It's really one. And in, in all the Holy Sfarim, they give you examples of this. We had it earlier, if you recall. There was a case where Abnus mentioned two things that seemed to be opposite, conflicting. And he showed how it's written. He spoke about matzah. That's matzah is moichen gedoyle. Matzah is the highest level wisdom. And matzah is called lechem oini, poor, poor bread. And we know poor means lack of das. Make up your mind, which is it? And he said it's both. Because it's so high a level of das, we are so poor in it. We have so little of it. We cannot grasp it. So at first glance, it seemed like a perfect contradiction, like a conflict. Really, it's all one. And the more a person learns Kabbalah and Hasidus, that's what really opens your eyes to this new world of seeing how everything is really one. It's all really one. It's all interconnected. The 13 attributes of kindness the 13 formulas by which we interpret the Torah, 13. 13 is Echod. The word Echod, Aleph Ches is 13. There's a lot to learn about, as every page here is going to clarify this more and more. Exactly. The answer question, when it comes to the study of halakha, when I have to make a, a decision, am I allowed to do it or am I not allowed to do it? They're not the same. They are opposites. We need to know that. That on the ground level, on a baby level, there is that differentiation. But the more we go to higher and higher and higher levels of Torah, we get to see where it all comes together. It's all part of one, one Hashem. Chesed and Gvura, it's not, it's, it's Hashem Echod, it's part of one, it's part of oneness, it's not two, it's Hashem. This is a deep concept, obviously. Bizarre, we'll learn more and more, we'll get to more and more, you know, I'll be able to relate to it better and better. It's yeah. Hmm. <coughs> Because every single one of us has to always be searching for and seeking the face of Hashem. As it says clearly in Tehillim, we said it this morning in Haidu, always seek his face, the face of Hashem. And there's another pasuk, 
regarding you, my heart says, seek my face. Uchsev, and there's another pasuk. This is the generation, and it's rabbi, it's it's rabbis, the ones who expound the Torah. They are seeking your face, Yaakov. Because the term truth, another word for truth, is the face of Hashem. Because a person is who is to understand the real truth, the, the real, real reality of the truth. That Hashem created everything, something from nothing, from complete nothingness, which is something that we can't understand at all whatsoever. If a person who's to realize the truth, that the real truth is Hashem created everything from nothing. And Hashem allows everything to exist. He maintains everything in existence according to His will. And Hashem supervises everything in detail by Himself. That realization, when a person really, really knows that well, that's called the light of the face of Hashem. Because truth is the face of all faces. When a person knows the most important truth, the real truth, that's called that Hashem is looking at them. Hashem is shining his light of his face on them. Now Rav Mosazal shows us he's going to compare this to something. Let's talk on a physical level. If we talk about a human king, king of flesh and blood, so long as the king is hidden away in his palace, and we don't see him at all. His face is hidden. It's called Hester Ponen. And when the king reveals himself to his people, and they see him, that's the concept of showing his face. He's showing them his face, which was hidden till now. So too, regarding Hashem, the King of all kings, we cannot see Hashem physically in any way whatsoever. And even in our mind, even in the eyes of our brain, even if we want to try to think about the greatness of Hashem, it's only up to each and every single individual person based on their perception of the greatness of Hashem. As the Zohar Kodesh says, When Hashem loves a person, when Hashem decides to help the person, and Hashem shines into a person's brain the, re- the reality of Hashem, where the person realizes, really realizes that there is a Hashem. This world did not come into existence, you know, by two things crashing in the air a billion years ago, that there's a Hashem who's behind all of this, and Hashem is maintaining everything in existence. That person is in a state of Erasponim, that Hashem is shining the light of His face upon that person. Hashem is shining His truth upon that person. And this is what we pray for all the time. Hashem, please shine your face upon us always. Shine your face upon your servant. 
What does that mean? What does that mean? It means the truth. Help me be to realize the ultimate truth, the truth of all truths, which is Hashem. And the Kohanim who are commanded to give the Jewish people a blessing, this is the blessing that they give us. May Hashem shine the light of his face upon you. Because this is the most important thing. When a person is zoicha, that Hashem is shining on them. Meaning that the person's brain recognizes and realizes the truth about Hashem. That there's no iota of doubt in my mind. It's the most clear and positive and strongest thought in my mind that there's a Hashem and that Hashem is King of Kings and Hashem is everything. This is really what this term oyer haponim is really all about. Ki emes oyer haponim, because again, all the sifrei kabbalah tell us that emes is the oyer haponim, truth, real truth, inputs the most important truth. We'll hold it over here for now. In the next paragraph, Rav is going to go into. However, you can't get to that without emuna. And he's going to go into a major discussion about that. And he's going to clarify very, very much. We, we just started a new, a new discussion. Everything is going to become very clear. Just a moment. <coughs> exactly. This is the quote. It's, it's mentioned in Medrash Tehillim. And it's mentioned also in the Yerushalmi. Two sources for it. That the words of the Torah were not given clear cut. Rather, each and every word that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, he said 49 pure faces and 49 impure faces. In other words, 49 interpretations of Tohar and 49 interpretations of Tomeh. Exactly. Wishing everybody a wonderful Hanukkah, a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful month, a wonderful Chodesh. This Shabbos is the one Shabbos in the year when they're going to take out three Sifrei Torah if the Shul has three. Super special. We should be zochah to pray to 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 draw upon ourselves the light of Shabbos to feel the holiness of this triple power, three billion watts coming at us, and to be zochah to show the proper respect and love for Shabbos. Excuse me. Exactly. The longest perchas hamazim. Let's say Don't forget. Look in the sitter. Look in the bencher. All the best.